Hey everyone, do you love movies? Do you like betting? If you do, then Box Office Bets is the podcast for you. With Tom Cunningham and myself, Brian Ortega, we'll guide you through Oscar season with our breakdown of each Oscar contender and give you our projections based on what the betting market is saying about each Oscar race. Make sure to check us out every week as we focus on a specific movie and break down its best chances to win right here on Box Office Bets. Hey everybody, welcome back to Last Night in Vegas. This is your host, Brian Ortega, and we are back for another week of Last Night in Vegas. I'm very excited. I got to go to one of the newest restaurants on the Las Vegas Strip that opened inside the Caesars Palace, Stanton Social Prime, which now sits where Seersucker used to sit, which is right next to the Omnia nightclub. And I have to say, I was definitely not disappointed going in to Stanton Social, the new hotspot over at Caesars Palace. Uh, this is a celebrity chef restaurant. Um, it was opened by Chris Santos, which you may have known him from uh, the show Chopped, where he is actually one of the judges, but he also runs many, many different restaurants, uh, primarily Stan Social, which used to be on the uh, upper or lower east side of New York, which I believe closed, and now we have Stanton Social here in Las Vegas. And I have to say, I had a fantastic time, and I can't wait to jump into it with you on this week's edition of Last Night in Vegas. Hey everybody, this is Brian Ortega from Concierge Confidential, and this episode is brought to you by AO Painting, who have been experts in specialized coating, servicing Arizona for over 40 years. AO Painting specializes in industrial projects and are a one-stop shop for sandblasting, industrial painting, waterproofing, and much, much more. To see more of their work and to get a quote, you can visit aopaintinginc.com. That's aopaintinginc.com. AO Painting, where specialized is where we start. All right, everybody, welcome back to Last Night in Vegas. We're going to jump right into Stanton Social Prime. So, really, this is a place that I actually had seen a lot on social and a lot of different um, articles about Las Vegas restaurants. And it looked like one of those trendy spots that I didn't know, you know, how I was going to feel about it going in. And I have to say, it was actually really, really fantastic. I loved the way everything was done on the inside. Everything was really, the decor was really very cool. I really enjoyed all the very, like, sort of uh, fringy uh, lamps all around that sort of decorated the entire space. It really is a total departure from what Seersucker used to be, which Seersucker used to be a very open concept. You walked in, it's kind of a, you know, it's fine. It's sort of an open area spot. This one is much darker, a much more intimate feeling restaurant, which I think a lot of restaurants are kind of going back to that where they really want a very elevated experience where it's really contained inside of the restaurant, which really the inside of the restaurant feels nothing like the outside of the bustling Caesars Palace. So uh, really kudos to them for really biting the bullet, closing off the space, and really making its own. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it, uh, honestly. It felt very much like a sort of turn of the century, 1915, 1920 sort of carnival feel in terms of the lighting, 
the the lights uh, that they chose to put inside, and really just the overall vibe of the restaurant. But the music is nothing like what I'm describing at all. The music is actually fantastic, which we'll get into that later. This is a great vibe of a restaurant in terms of if you're looking for something in terms of groups, it's great for groups. It's also great for dates, especially dates that want to have a little bit more of a whimsical, fun time. I would highly recommend Stand Social to anybody for sure. Um, I tried to try a couple different things on the menu that were pretty unique to this menu that I would enjoy. Uh, for those of you that follow Concierge Confidential and Last Night in Vegas, I'm not like a huge like foodie for like some people are. I'm not a big tartare person. I'm not a big this like sort of oysters and that kind of thing, which is in the menu, which I actually kind of a fun story. I actually accidentally ordered that, uh, not on purpose, but it was just really loud. And I actually wanted the Wagyu uh cheesesteak which i'll talk about later in just a second if i liked it or not but uh we were kind of talking me and the bartender i was looking at my phone because i was taking pictures obviously for the site and she turned around and she says oh you wanted the wagyu and i was like oh yeah that's all i heard was wagyu and then as i was looking at the menu sort of in between the courses i was like oh man there's another thing on the menu that says wagyu on it i hope i didn't order that and as they're coming around and then the busser or the runner sort of just gets the plate around the corner, I'm like, oh, no, that's not what I wanted. Uh, that's not what I ordered. So I felt so bad. I was super apologetic to uh, Jessica, who was my bartender tonight, who did an absolutely fantastic job. My bad for not actually getting the right menu option. We got it sorted out. I got the cheesesteak and it was absolutely out of this world fantastic. So I was really happy with the cheesesteak that I got. And even before I get into the food, it just, again, back to sort of just the feel of the restaurant. You walk in, and the first thing when you walk in, you hear the bustling, which you really want to hear, that sort of signature bustle of a restaurant that's sort of sort of busy, but not, you know, not overexcited, and just really the right amount of excitement inside of a restaurant, which really that's what I got at Stanton Social. Again, it's the second week of opening, so it's obviously going to be you know, busy, but I also went to like the second or third week of RPM opening at Caesars Palace, did not feel the same way of like, and it was also like an open concept, it was in the mall, it's not center, you know, center stage inside of the hotel, and I didn't feel the faint, the same bustle and excitement inside of that restaurant like I felt inside of Stanton Social, but when I walk in, I checked in with the uh, hostess, the front, just because again, you do have to check a lot of times when you have a restaurant that is closed off to the public. You don't really just walk in. You can't really just fly by people. You do have to sort of ask. And I did ask. I was like, you know, I just want to sit at the bar. They said, sure. She'll take you inside. As we went inside, she opened the door. Um, they don't bill it as a speakeasy, which I don't. I wouldn't bill it as a speakeasy either, because obviously we just had this conversation about this a pod earlier. That. Um, you walk in, and just to the left is the full restaurant. You have sort of an auxiliary area to the right as you walk in as well, sort of like overflow, which I wouldn't recommend sitting over there because you're kind of out of the action. And then you sort of push your way to the back where they have their private dining room, which has lots of celebrities that would eat there, and then also the bar area. The bar area is a relatively good size. I would say it's a good amount of seats at the bar. Uh, it's not a huge bar by any means, but the bar itself is very nicely lit. It has really good view of all of their spirits. And honestly, their spirits are not out of this world expensive, which is a good thing. I'm really glad that they didn't go too far up the chain in terms of their um, their drink menu. So really happy with the drink menu options that they did have at Stanton Social. 
So as I walk in, Jessica was my wait. Uh, sorry, Jessica was my bartender. Very, very big difference. And she, you know, welcomed me. Did a great job of welcoming me into the restaurant. Sort of explaining, are you new to this particular restaurant? I said yes. Obviously, everybody's going to be new uh, at this point because it's only been open for a week. And she brought out the two menus, which. Honestly, the menus were absolutely fantastic. I love menus. Please go back to menus. For new restaurants opening, menus actually, and, and they probably know this being, you know, being restaurants and you probably hire a marketing team and consultants. Menus are actually kind of like your first introduction to what the restaurant's going to be. And it's actually a reflection of your style and the tone you're trying to set for your restaurant. And I really loved it. It had a beautiful sort of, sort of leather, uh, leather bound on the front, but you know, like a hard leather, very like soft and smooth. And it also had like a cool buckle on the front of it of the drink menu. And that was just such a fun little plaything to look at, and it made me want to open it. It made me want to look at it and check it out. And they didn't call it a drink menu; they actually call it a drink diary, which actually was fantastic. Uh, and this is also kind of a new thing that I'm catching is that, like at uh, Toka Madeira. They're actually putting these sort of sort of like watercolor painted pictures of the drinks that they're going to make. And they even highlight the things that are on the menu. And I think that's actually really great. I really love that. Because the thing is, is that you can explain what the drink is on the menu standardly, as you know, as you do. But really seeing the picture of it, but not the picture, not an actual just photograph like just uh, like I said, a watercolor painting of the drink, which just makes it seem more conceptual. It seems like you're sort of in on creating this masterpiece. And it also points out the different layers that you're going to be tasting or looking at when you get into it. And I really like that. I really, really enjoy seeing sort of the building of the cocktail. And I think that's really great. And I really hope that restaurants going forward will do this because when you look at a picture, it feels, you know, fine. And then the thing is, is when it comes out, it actually doesn't really feel or look like the picture that you ordered. So this is a really good way to give your bartenders a very loose interpretation of this drink, which they know how to make, obviously. But it doesn't, it doesn't let any let down. It really just opens it up to really just wow the guests. And I really, really enjoy that. And uh, they these also are bringing in like more story storylines in terms of the cocktails they make. Um, it also has like a little story of like why an old fashioned is old fashioned, why a Manhattan or why a Manhattan Two was named a Manhattan Two, and those are all cool. That's fine. This sort of goes with the whole vibe, but I think it really helps a guest, especially one who doesn't drink very often really get into that particular drink. And I am trying to make a more concerted effort of trying these different cocktails that are signatures of these restaurants to really get a, a taste of what they're looking for. So just so you know, if you run into me out in the wild, I typically like to order your old fashioned to see how you make your cocktail. Then I like to order one of your signature cocktails to see you know how you make that particular cocktail. And on the third one, we'll see how we go from there. It's usually kind of a wild card at that point. So today I probably did exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, which I honestly think I built the perfect menu for myself for this particular evening. So really shout out to Jennifer for making absolutely perfect cocktails. She made every single one of my cocktails and every single one of them came out great, which I will highlight uh, on our, 
our little review coming out later. So anyways, moving on. So I got an old fashioned to start, which I kind of went out of order because I did want to order something a little bit more crazy to, to start because I tend to like to enjoy my food with something that I'm familiar with like an old fashioned or, you know, a lot of times I'll just get a, a Coke or a Pepsi. Uh, but this time I did order a old fashioned from her and she made it to perfection. Really great job making a maker's mark, classic old fashioned, uh, very clear. I do like it when it's clear and really, really attention to detail by Jessica. And she didn't have to do it, which when she was pouring the drink, a little piece of the ice that came from the mixing glass, which she made it the correct way to do it. For all the bartenders out there, I'm not a bartender, but I've watched a lot of ways how to make old fashions. I've learned how to make an old fashioned the correct way, if you will. Uh, and again, I'm not saying I'm like great at making it, but I know that the traditional way of making a uh, an old fashioned, you mix it in a glass separate from the glass you're gonna be serving in and then you pour it into the cocktail glass. And she did that, and it came out absolutely fantastic. But anyways, when she poured it out of the mixing glass, a little piece of ice, little small piece of ice, fell into the cocktail glass that already had a big cube in it, which the cube's very cool, had their little initials on the inside of the ice. Don't think I forgot that, just know that I saw it. And she actually tried a couple different times to actually try to take the ice out until like she brought it over close enough where I was like, oh, it's good. but. She did an amazing job trying to go above and beyond to really deliver a absolutely fantastic experience. So really great job by Jessica uh, behind the bar. So she served me that. I ordered the, we obviously went over a little story of how I ordered the Wagyu cheese steak. It came out with the Wagyu cheese, uh, the Wagyu cheese, that's not a pizza. Let me open the menu. Give me a second, guys. So it was a Wagyu dinner menu wagyu filet steak tartare which is kind of like a quesadilla which honestly again if you follow me i'm not a big fan of raw stuff so not a huge fan of tartare i know everybody says it's fantastic good for them they can keep ordering it but it that's kind of where the mix-up was but i ordered the cheesesteak she went to punch it in i was doing something on my phone she asked me i did confirm like wagyu um, I thought that we were like on the same wavelength. We messed up, but it's all good. Um, and again, that one's totally on me for not being like completely there because she's doing like a million things. So anyways, I got one of those. It came out absolutely bomb.com. Um, the only thing that I would maybe rival it with is maybe the cheesesteak at Carver Steak. Uh, that one's a little bit more expensive. I think that one's going to be $30, but that one does come with three. Uh, this one is $15 each. So that's actually kind of nice because you can kind of figure out how many you want. I probably would have been more comfortable with maybe two, uh, but I did want to try a couple different things and I really wanted to leave you know, room in the budget to try um, another cocktail or one of the desserts for sure. So I tried it and it was absolutely awesome. Really, really on point and a great snack and sort of starter before the rest of the the rest of the experience. She did recommend the famous French onion soup dumplings, which those actually looked really fantastic. Um, I actually might get those next time for sure, but it was just a little bit more heavy, so that's the reason I didn't order it, but I did see somebody else order it and it looked absolutely great. So I would 100% recommend getting the famous French onion soup dumplings, which she also explained to me, which I really appreciate this about Jessica, is that the chef, Chef Santos, really, really focuses on having the perfect bite for a lot of the foods that they have. And 
I really enjoy that. So it was supposed to, it's served sort of in a plate, uh, sort of like in a bowl, sort of old school style. And then it has all the cheese, like the sort of ch cheese fondue that around it. Then it has the sort of uh, dumplings sort of poking out of the actual French onion soup. And then you pull it out and then you mix it with the cheese and then bite into it. And then boom, that's your French onion soup dumpling. And it looked really, really great. So I'd highly recommend that for sure. But that's going on to the rest of the menu. If you actually go and look at the menu online, um, a lot of the earlier items, which you see at the very top of the menu, you do get a lot more to share items, which really that's what they're kind of going for, for this particular restaurant. Think Beauty and Essex is a really good option where it's sort of tapas, but really to share and really have an experience with more than one person. And that's what a lot of restaurants are doing now. Just sometimes it's executed better than others. But I would definitely say that this would be would be a very well executed way of doing it is here at Stanton Social Prime for sure. So next time I'd go, I'd really like to enjoy maybe the let's see, let's see, let's see. Um Seafood Tower looks interesting. Also, the smoked butter board looks really cool. Also, the chicken taquitos, as well as maybe the pierogies. I've never had a pierogi, but I'd have to try it at some point for sure. And then maybe the meatballs. The meatballs look very interesting. I might try those next. The bone marrow, by the way, is gigantic. So that is on the menu. It is a huge thing. I think it's around 30 bucks, but it is a very large bone that, you, that comes out with. Some guy next to me was eating it. Look pretty good. They also have the standard um, house salad, romaine Caesar salad, which I've seen online. It's sort of like, um, not like wraps, but sort of so, like sort of the entire heart of romaine lettuce is served on this particular dish. So just keep that in mind if you're going to be ordering a salad or something at uh, at Stanton Social. All right, so moving on to the main dish. So before we actually get to the main dish, uh, I wanted to get a different cocktail. And this cocktail was one that I've been eyeballing a little bit. And this one is, again, I have to check the menu again because it, it had a name. And I forgot it. I apologize. I'm a bad host. What can I do? It was awesome. It was also made by Jessica. So just kind of just vamping here to get you to my, my name of this cocktail. So as I opened the menu and checked it out, this one was called Where... Where There's Oak, which this one was really cool and really cool picture. Again, I'm just looking at the picture online. It just looks fantastic. But this is a bourbon-based cocktail. It's made by Buffalo Trace. It also has this maple syrup that was this long explanation of why it's one of the best maple syrups, high-end maple syrups uh, in the United States. Uh, they say, I'm remembering what Jessica told me, um, she said that they actually age the maple syrup in bourbon barrels, and that's what gives it this really unique flavor. And I didn't want to tell her this when before she made the drink, but I do not like smoked drinks. I'm not a huge fan of smoked drinks in general, just because I do not like the smoke flavor or you know really smell, to be honest. So I was a little apprehensive, but I said, you know what? It was between that and the Manhattan one, just because of vermouth in general. So I ended up getting the Where There's Oak cocktail which I did see other people getting it, and it does come with a really cool presentation, so obviously we had to get it. So um, I did order for one of these as she made it, brought it over, and then it comes in a very nice little case. It's a glass case, so it has smoke inside of it as well with the cocktail already made as she opened up the case and just all this frothiness of all of the smoke just twirled out of this particular case, presenting us with 
the wonderful cocktail. So it gave us that really nice uh, applewood smoked uh, smell as it sort of came out. And uh, it smelled delicious. So good for that. It smelled good. Very, very smoky, obviously, of this particular drink. So after I took a little bit of time, I went ahead and tasted it. And it was actually fantastic. I'm really happy to report I am a big fan of this drink. I would 100% get it again. She made it fantastically. And uh, going back to sort of this, the roots of the drink in terms of the ingredients, I didn't get a lot of smoky smell other than when they opened the case. Uh, I would obviously, if you put your nose into it, you can smell sort of the campfirey smell as we were talking about. And but once you drank it, you did not taste any of the any of the smoke, and that's a good thing for me. Uh, I don't like tasting smoke in my mouth. I, don't, I just don't like it. So I'm really happy the way that that turned out, and I'm really really excited to go back and try it again. Uh, the Where There's Oak cocktail over at Stanton. So moving on to the main course, I went and. I went ahead and ended up ordering the steak frites. Uh, honestly, I ordered the steak frites because it had shoestring fries, and I love shoestring fries. And the last time I had really good shoestring fries were over at Delilah's, but I wanted to try this one. I also didn't want to get like the craziest thing on the menu because I was having I'm like having like issues again with my teeth. Um, I think because I've been chewing off of one side, so I didn't want to get something that was super chewy like a ribeye. So I ended up getting the the uh, steak and frites. I keep forgetting, and um, it's a uh, it's like kind of a skirt steak sort of style, and it was actually fantastic. It was really really good. They brought it out. It had all the sauce. <coughs> the Provence sauce, as uh, they call it in France. And it also had wonderful shoestring fries, very hot, beautiful, could use a little bit of salt, to be honest. And they also came with a little side, uh, sort of side Bernays sauce that came on the side, sort of a dipping. And it was also very good as well. I didn't ask what it was until the end of the meal because I'm one of those people that if I figure out what's in it, I don't want to eat it. I almost ordered ketchup, which, I mean, don't hate on me. It's It's fries i want to catch it for my fries but i didn't order it i had actually just dipped the fries into the bernays sauce and it was awesome so really really enjoyed it i think i was supposed to use it for the steak but the steak actually had enough sauce on top of it already that it was also really good kind of a pro tip and i did hear this from one of my uh one of my bartender friends that if you like your your steak medium that if you're sitting at a, in a restaurant you should order it medium rare so when it comes to your table, it is medium at that point. Uh, is that true? I guess I'll go with it. But it was cooked perfectly. It was very soft and very light as I ate it. Perfect size. And it was absolutely fantastic. 100%. If you're on a budget but you still want to eat here, would highly recommend the steak frites just because it was only $55, which actually is a very good price for a cut of meat inside of a restaurant of this caliber for sure they obviously have a bunch of sort of presentation items that you could order uh they do have their steak uh they have a couple different steaks but one of them that they're known for is their super tomahawk steak which is prepared tableside. it's lit on fire with a cognac flambe as it is uh mentioned and i've seen people must be ordering this because i saw a lot being rolled out into the main dining room. So I'm sure it's really good. Obviously, it's for a gigantic table. It's 64 ounces. 64 ounces. That's a lot. But it looked cool. So that's one of the other things. I'm not really into the whole like flaming the the, the steak in front of you. 
Like they should have did it in the back, you know. Uh, another restaurant that does that is also Toka Madera. So I don't know if they got the ideas from each other, but eh, uh, I'm not into that whole thing. But they do have an 18 ounce, 28 day bone in New York strip. Uh, that was, I believe, $95, and they also have a 38 ounce, 50 day dry aged bone in ribeye that looked very interesting. And I think that one was also in the higher tier. I think it was like 195 if I had to remember. But Anyways, these are the prices, and that's kind of the way it goes. This is a sort of a pricey restaurant, depending on what you get. But honestly, there's things in the menu that are very approachable. You can get the chicken parmesan, which uh, sounds really delicious. They also have their whole grilled bronzino, which is around 50 to 60 bucks. They have a wild salmon, which is also really approachable in terms of pricing. And they also have a seared day boat scallops, which also looked really, really delicious. So again... They have expensive things on the menu, but they also have things that are pretty approachable in terms of if you're going to be going there and kind of being on a little bit of a budget. But again, if you order something from here, a lot of the things on the menu are meant to share. So make sure you split it up and don't get things just for yourself. Get things to share for the particular table. So I ended up, I tend to like to get desserts nowadays because I like showing it off to you guys, but I did look at the menu on the drinks menu, the drink diary, if you will, and I did see a drink that I saw it go out and it looked very fun very fresh and i really wanted to try it out so um, instead of getting an actual dessert dessert i got sort of a dessert style cocktail which for those of you that like sweet drinks this would be perfect for you this one is called the good neighbor policy and that is the name of this particular drink which is a rum base and it has lots and lots of strawberry notes to it it actually has strawberry puree on it it also has lime egg white, and strawberry dust. If you're somebody who is wondering what is egg white, uh, the egg white is typically just to make it look white on top, make it sort of frothy on the very top part of the cocktail. And it really tastes delicious. And I, the first time I had it was when I had a whiskey, an amaretto sour for my mom, and I went to a cocktail bar. It was da -da 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 -da, the Nomad Bar, and they actually made it with egg white, and I found it absolutely awesome really really big fan so egg whites i am no longer afraid of egg whites i'm totally cool with it but they do make it and she went made a beautiful thing she did she shook it up really cool poured it into the glass had the whites had the egg white uh foam on top and then she put the strawberry dust if you will on top of it to sort of garnish it off and then it's also beautifully sort of decorated with uh, i believe thyme or whatever herb you want to call it and then it also has says good neighbor policy on a little um like a little uh like a little note like a little uh little thing i don't know i don't know what to call it but it was really great and it was, it was very very sweet but really good for what i wanted i wanted something that was desserty and it was desserty without being dessert because it was in liquid form but if you're not a big person who wants sweets, I would highly recommend, uh, like actual, actual sweets, but you want to have a cocktail, would highly recommend the Good Neighbor Policy as a dessert cocktail for your visit to Stanton. So, highly recommend this place. I had a fantastic time in it. Jessica was fantastic. All the bartenders were amazing. This restaurant, I think, is going to be very, very popular. I think it's going to be very, very successful especially on the weekends when it gets when nightclubs open. So just know if you're going to be eating here on the weekends, it might be pretty tough to get a reservation because Omni is right next door. But I would highly recommend Stanton Social to anybody who wants to go out and have an absolutely fantastic time and really feel like, you know, you're getting back into the 1920s, but you're still 
here in Las Vegas. This place is an awesome vibe. I love the music. It's very Brooklyn. It's very, you know, 2000s hip hop, early 2000s hip hop. And really just gets you going. It makes you want to go out and dance. It makes you want to have a good time. It makes you want to stay in the restaurant. And the best thing that I can say for restaurants is if you play such good music or have live music that makes you want to stay in the restaurant and keep having drinks, that's always, always a good sign of having a successful property here in Las Vegas. So again, hats off to Stanton Social Prime. Very good luck to you guys as you go forward. But really highly recommend going to Stanton Social at least at one point when you visit Las Vegas. So that was this week's Last Night in Vegas. I'm your host, Brian Ortega. Make sure to follow us on our Instagram page, which is ConciergeConfidential underscore LV, and all of our Twitter and TikToks at Keys to Vegas. Again, my name is Brian Ortega. This was Last Night in Vegas. And remember, keep it confidential. <laughs>